welcome home. Uh, this is Audio EXP for the 12th of February 2022 and the title of this episode is Wizards of the Coast to Rent a Private Island. Sean Merwin is in the spotlight this month as voted for by patrons and guess what, hands up, I've not yet sent Sean any questions. I will, I, I promise, it's, it's on me. So I need a distraction to move on. And if you are looking for distractions or perhaps just inspiration, then the Geek Native Discord, which is still in soft launch, has a new curated inspiration channel for sharing cool things that might become aspects of player characters or even game worlds. And we've had designs for an actual colony on Mars a Scottish mansion that's protected by a massive box of chainmail. I swear that's the real thing. And a new scientific development of a fabric that can both harvest energy and act as a screen at the same time. Pretty cool, huh? Now, the point of building that three million pound worth of chainmail for a house is to protect it from the elements without locking all that moisture in. Um, Now this week we have an assortment of news, but let's start with a quick trip to Crunchyroll's Anime Awards 2022. I was a judge. I swear that's real too. Now Attack on Titan won Anime of the Year for the first part of the final season. Other shows that did well are Jujutsu Kaisen, which has just recently been confirmed for a second season, and that won Best Girl. Best Fight Scene, Best Character Design, and Best Action. Odd Taxi, which won Best Protagonist and Best Director. And then finally, Demon Slayer, which won Best Animation, Best Score, Best Ending Sequence, and Best Film. Now, the headline of this week's podcast, uh, and which is Geek Nata's weekly highlight show, is Wizards to Hire a Private Island. And it's true. It's all okay though, it's part of a charity effort with Red Nose Day. The location is OC Island, which is in the Blackwater Estuary in the UK. Winners of a charity drawer will go there and get to throw axes and play D&D with members of the actual playgroup Oxventure. So yes, it will cost money, unless OC are donating the space, but it's money for the greater good. And on the thorny subject of money, Let's very briefly risk a flame war and talk NFTs. Now, both Drive-Thru RPG and Itch have come out as anti-NFT. Itch, aggressively so. I suggest there's a risk of a flame war uh, because this is a subject that some people are invested in. I I mean that people have money in this debate in the absolute sense. The concerns with NFT, which on the surface seem like a good idea, a way to prove you own a digital thing are complex, but my understanding is that there are two main reasons. One, the environmental damage done by the technologies like bad blockchains sometimes needed to power the NFT system, and two, the early and unregulated state of a market that requires a hype boom for anyone to make money. Some buyers don't own the NFT asset, but a marketplace linked to one and these can be taken away from them at any time. So what about D&D and NFTs? Well, Hasbro's own boss, 
that the old boss did sound bullish on them and described them as a real opportunity. And you can certainly see how they could allow people to pay fortunes to own the original digital version of, say, a Magic the Gathering card. Mm. But let's move on from NFTs, but stick with the idea of limited supply and demand. The pre-orders for the 5e-powered Dark Souls TTRPG are open. Steamforge Games, the publishers, have also announced a collector's edition. Uh, The pre-orders for that gold-trimmed book go live on the 16th, and there will only be 5,000 copies. Now, 5,000 copies used to be a considerable number for RPG sales, so let's see what happens there. I have seen plenty of debate around Dark Souls. People are either hyped or angry that it's 5e. Now, I see the reasons for a discussion, but an RPG engine choice should never be significant enough in your life to make you angry. Well, that's my opinion, and I'm sharing it. Now, personally, I agree. I think the system impacts gameplay, but systems can and should be adapted, and this includes 5e. For example, this week is Wickerpunk. Geek Native has a free preview. Wickerpunk is a rule and tool set that adapts that high fantasy to fi- uh, of 5e to folk horror. And it's become an indie hit. It's a bestseller in drive through RPG. Indie gamers like it. So there's an overlapping Venn there with people moaning about Dark Souls using 5e. But that, that doesn't mean they're wrong. Uh, Dark Souls could have used a different system. And in a bit, we'll talk about a Dark Souls-inspired RPG that does just that. Let's talk about new RPGs, as there have been plenty of announcements this week. Son of Oak Game Studios have announced an upcoming Kickstarter for Tokyo Otherworld. It'll use a version of the RPG engine behind City of Mist. In fact, Tokyo Otherworld is set in an alternative future of the City of Mist. That's a world in which people inherit mythic selves, you know, like Thor or Titania or Medusa, and become part of a noir mystery. And Tokyo Otherworld is that, but cyberpunkish. And Tokyo Otherworld is just the first setting in the new Otherworld series. I think it's a great move by Son of Oak. Another system that's growing and getting new titles is Monard Echo. You might not have heard of Monard before, as it's hardly famous. It is the engine behind Broken Tales from the World Anvil Publishing Group. And that was the second most highly anticipated RPG of the year voted for by Enworld readers. And this month, the World Anvil Publishing announced the Monard Echo SRD, allowing third-party creators to use it and profit from the associated games. The World Anvil Publishing also announced a game about greed and failing to correct mistakes. It's called Dead Air Seasons. The Italian publisher also announced Bitter Chalice. They don't confirm it's Monard Echo, but I think that's likely. Uh, This is a dark fantasy inspired by, you've guessed it, Dark Souls and Bloodborne. It will be a game about atonement, and playtesting is now open. Yet another new RPG, and not 5e powered, is Gran Meccanimo. This is a clock punk game set in an alternative version of Florence. 
in which Machiavelli used the science of Leonardo da Vinci to advance science and war and politics. It will be published by Osprey Games. And if you're tempted to get into publishing, it seems to be getting easier. Not only do we have platforms like DriveThruRPG and Itch, but other publishers are offering helping hands. For example, Isgrim Creations are currently offering $1,000 to a small-scale indie publisher with the idea they like best. There's no publishing deal. There's no transfer of ownership. Just convince Rod that your idea is best and the money is yours. That's not to say 5e has been stagnant or predictable. Well, we've already looked at innovations like Wickerpunk, but here's another example. Everyday Heroes. It is the 20th anniversary of D20 Modern, and that was the old D&D system from two editions ago. D20 Modern was the contemporary setting version. Everyday Heroes will mash up 5e with D20 Modern, and some of the original D20 Modern design team are involved. Now, on the other side of the coin, there is a potential discussion about whether a game is so innovative that you would still consider it an RPG. In the run-up to Valentine's Day, I reviewed So You're Dating a Kaiju. Even if I bought it as a solo RPG, I enjoyed it, but I think it's better as a group game. I'm not sure there's any role-playing, though. Instead, it's a structured conversation in which you imagine what it might be like to date a giant creature. Now, you can grab So You're Dating a Kaiju for a few bucks from drive through RPG. But some innovations are just fun, clever, and fall safely into the category of why the heck not. A case in point is the latest addition to the By Night Studios website. The Vampire the Masquerade live-action role-playing shepherds are now selling Vampire Blood Tea. It's not really blood, no surprises, but a red-coloured tea. What's the harm? And vampires will take us to the outro section of the podcast. Let's start with Humble and Dynamite, who have a Vampirella deal. It's the usual shape of things. Four tiers, the lowest is less than a quid, and there are hundreds of dollars of retail value for only a dozen dollars at the top. On the bundle of holding, there's EBA. That's the end-all and be-all system from Greg Porter. And with a name like that, it probably doesn't suit being on a platform called Humble. However, it is a good simulationist universal RPG engine, and worth checking out if you're looking for that. Lastly, and also with the Valentine's Day theme, there's the third year for 4-2. And these are games like Beaks and Feather and Bone and Dead Friend, designed for two people. And on that note, let's wrap there, and see you next week. <laughs>